welcome to another episode of the Wake Not Woke podcast. I am your host, Ben the Conservatarian, and this is episode 155 on this Monday afternoon. And what I first want to start off by talking about is I ran into somebody at the sauna at the gym today, and I'd never talked to him before, but it's like I said before, Anybody that is awake or at least like on the fence and they see something going on and they can't quite pinpoint it, but it was pretty interesting because he brought up um, the fact that here in Utah, you have the cloud seating machines and they got a phone call because he's a fireman. They got a phone call that one of these machines was um, running, but they weren't sure what it was. And then these firemen get there and and they're trying to figure out exactly what it was. And this is on uh, federal land. And so he's like, well, have you ever heard of this? I'm like, yeah, the cloud seeding. He's like, yeah, because, you know, it's putting off this flame and, you know, it's, it's shooting these chemicals out. And he was wondering what what it was. And he's like, have you ever heard of that before? I was like, yeah, 100% I have. And then I went on to talk to him. I'm like, well, haven't you ever heard of chemtrails versus contrails? And the fact that they're spraying aerosols in the atmosphere, all these heavy metals into the atmosphere. And they're calling it cloud seeding, which anybody that's awake to this stuff knows that it's not cloud seeding whatsoever. And then I told him about, hey, did you know that the Great Salt Lake, you know how they were saying that we were in a drought and Governor Cox was saying that we need to conserve all this water because we're in a drought and all this. And I said, the thing is, is the governor has a contract with Rio Tinto out of the Great Salt Lake and they're mining lithium and they've been trying to hide this from the people but i said that's why the great salt lake doesn't have as much water it's because they're taking the lithium out of the lake they said they're making money off of it and he's like no shit really is that really what's going on i said yes yes that's what's going on and they're trying to hide it i said you know all this stuff that's going on it's 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 all by design and you got different uh governors and you got senators and congressmen and you got these big corporations that are in bed with each other i mean there is so much going on he's like man i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to really look into it but it's just like that anytime that i have an opening with somebody that's like a fence sitter that may be sleeping. I never asked him about if he had gotten the clot shot or not. But, you know, he's a young guy. He said he was 24. But he's like, I had no idea about it. And I said, well, it's, I'm like, it's the same thing with, uh, with wireless headphones. And the fact that, you know, they put off a lot of EMF. And I know that there's probably plenty of people that listen to the podcast that have the wireless headphones but they're not good and i mean some are better than others but like those earbuds holy cow you wouldn't believe how much emf they put off and after doing my own research i like i told him i said 
I only wear ported headphones when I'm listening to music. That's it. I said, you see my phone? You see this damn cord, this adapter piece? I'm like, yeah, maybe it looks goofy, but the thing is, is now I don't got EMF going directly into my brain because that's, um, that's what they want. I mean, they want to dumb us down. And, uh, they, and like I told him, I said, you know what? It's just like when I was a little kid and cell phones were first starting to get used a lot. I said, don't you remember um, when the news was talking about the fact that cell phones can cause cancer? And they went off about it for a while, and then pretty soon they stopped talking about it. And it's like, yeah, because it puts EMF off, and you're literally putting that right to your ear. I said, for me, I said, almost every single phone call that I take, I put it on speakerphone, and it's so that I don't have that EMF right against my head. It, do, it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense, and people can do whatever they want, but me, I err on the side of caution, and it's like, unless I need to, unless it's more of like a private conversation or whatever, or I'm somewhere where it's super loud, so if I put it on speakerphone, then it's going to pick up everything else. That's what I do. I put it on speakerphone when I make phone calls, because I don't want, I don't want that right next to my head. It just does not make sense, and the fact that cell phones put off as much emf as they do it just it really doesn't it doesn't make sense at all so the moral of the story is if there is anybody that's out there that is a fence sitter that you come across it's always worth to just you know just nudge them just push them a little bit get them to think a little bit because he's like well this might sound like a conspiracy and i was like bro i got a podcast i talk about conspiracies all the time I said, but the difference between a conspiracy and fact is six months to a year. So take it for what it is. And then um, it's so interesting, the fact that you see all this black on white crime that's going on. And the thing is, is not all the crime is done by black people, but we know that uh, R&B got captured and it got turned into gangster rap, and it was all done on purpose. It was all done on purpose by the CIA to create this counterculture, just like they did back in the 60s and 70s with rock and roll, the exact same thing. And it's so crazy that the majority of people don't know about it, never talk about it, but they created gangster rap so that they could get young black kids vulnerable black kids to listen to this music where it talked about you know killing people and dealing drugs and and uh robbing people and doing all this hood stuff but the thing is is it was all by design and then it's like you look at the 94 crime bill and the fact that they were going after black people for crack but then you got joe biden fast forward his son is a crack addict nothing's happened to the guy he gets away with everything but it's so interesting that they push this garbage on the black community and destroy the black community it's just it's just mind-boggling what we're seeing going on and the fact that last week 
some kids brutally beat and ended up killing a white kid. They ended up killing him and they videotaped this garbage. What is going on with society? It's so crazy. But when you ingrain this, when you brainwash these young, impressionable kids to go out and commit crimes and to hate white people, and I'm sure that this white kid is probably some uh, liberal or was some liberal. His parents were probably liberals. It's just so crazy because it's like they don't know how to defend themselves and they put themselves in bad situations and you have these blue cities where they allow crime to go rampant and it's all this black on black crime or this black on white crime and it's endless and it just keeps going. Now, anybody can say, well, maybe this is a narrative that the FBI, that the CIA, that the government is trying to push. People like George Soros, he's been funding this. It's just like you've got a guy that, you know, commits a, a rape and he gets like six months and then he's out. But then you got some white guy that commits some white collar crime and the dude ends up in prison for decades. You cannot make this stuff up because these Soros backed DAs and, and these judges, they're, they're letting these people out on on basically nothing they're they are allowing these people to commit these heinous crimes and nothing ends up happening look at what happened the summer of love you know where all these antifa members were out there committing crimes shooting cops beating people up starting fires robbing looting you name it they were doing it and what ended up happening Nothing, nothing happened because these are in areas where it's Sorrels back DEAs and prosecuting attorneys and judges that are all bought and paid for and they are giving these people slaps on the wrist because these people are their soldiers. And like I said, not every single heinous crime is coming from the black community, but it is staggering how high the percentage is. It's ridiculous, this black on black and this black on white crime, where it is basically open season to beat the shit out of, kill, rob, loot, whatever, to a white person. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's like last week in, in Pennsylvania, there was a guy that got shot for no damn reason. I mean, these crimes happen all the time, all the time but it's becoming more and more common and less and less is happening to these people that are committing the crimes. And people will say, well, why is that? Is it society? No, it's the fact that the CIA and the FBI are pushing this garbage on the youth to create an underclass, to create crime, to create this counterculture. The interesting part is, is you got Ice Cube that's actually out there saying this now, but I knew that it existed way before he ever brought it up. It's because they are creating a counterculture, just like 
the 60s and 70s, just like the 80s. It's all CIA created garbage. Like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm on Podbean, Spotify, Samsung, iHeart, Chromecast, and Amazon. Like, share, and subscribe to it. Leave comments down below. Hit the like button. It helps with the algorithm. And then I want to give a shout out to my buddy Jeff over at the Solomon Clothing Company. Everything that he makes is 100% made in America. There's no outsourcing whatsoever. So head over to his website, type in the promo code AWAKE.WOKE at checkout, and you'll get 10% off on your purchase. And it's like we still have this endless border problem. It's so crazy. And yeah, Greg Abbott is acting like he's doing something. But honestly, until really something happens, yeah, you can sign whatever you want. But the thing is, is there's still a crisis at the border and there are still, on average, 10,000 people coming up for the border. And then you have blue cities that are allowing people that are illegal to get driver's license. They're allowing people to vote. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, it literally happened in 2020. It happened in 2022. What do you think the left, what do you think the deep state is going to do come 2024 election. They're going to do the exact same thing. They're going to allow all this fraud to go on. They're going to allow tons and tons of this garbage to go on, all the stuffing of the ballots and the manipulation with the machines. They're going to allow this sort of garbage to continue. They really will. They are trying to push it super, super hard, and it's so ridiculous that we even allow this garbage to go on. It's pathetic. It really is. Now, do I think they're going to be able to cheat enough to keep Donald Trump from being president? No, I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, you see the guy soaring in the polls. You see him taking Iowa and New Hampshire. I mean, the guy is crushing it. He's hitting home runs. And then you see somebody like Nikki Haley. The more she talks, the more you realize that she's a war hawk and a neocon. And she's basically just like a, another Bush. Another Bush. That's what Nikki Haley is. A deep state controlled Bush. That's what she is. And it's not working. It's not working. Just like DeSantis came out swinging and look at what happened to DeSantis the same thing these people are controlled opposition they're part of the deep state and we the people cannot elect somebody like that we won't elect somebody like that but it's interesting because it's like joe biden what's going on with joe biden you know his son is running from prosecution the guy can't finish sentences He's tripping up and down stairs. He doesn't know where he's at. They're pumping him full of meth. You know they are. He is getting amphetamines. We know that because the guy is not cognitively there. He's not. He's not there. But it is so interesting because it's like, what are they trying to do? When are they going to have the change of batter? I've talked about this many times. At some point, they're going to have a change of batter because you know that Kamala Harris doesn't have the support. Nobody wants her. Joe Biden isn't cognitively there. Nobody wants him. 
not even the Democrats. So what are they going to do? Michelle or Gavin Newsom? I don't know. But we know that there is going to be a change of batter at some point. Because it's impossible for somebody like Joe to win. I mean, it was impossible before. They had to cheat a lot to drag him across the finish line. When the guy can't even fill up a gymnasium, how the hell does the guy get the record for the most votes ever? It's bullshit. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that they're lying. Everybody knows that they're cheating. Anybody that doesn't think that the election wasn't rigged obviously is not doing their homework. They're not looking at it. They're just brainwashed and believing whatever the news says. So the great doctor, Mr. Tedros, is back in the news again. I mean, he's been pushing this disease, uh, virus X garbage for a while. I mean, they've been talking about this stuff since literally like shortly after COVID came out. But they've been pushing this, this narrative, this garbage. But he's back in the news saying that basically the next pandemic is on its way. And it's like, what? What did you release now? Did you already release it? What are you planning on releasing? Because we know that all this stuff is done by design, that they're doing it all on purpose. They are the puppet masters controlling the world. That is what they're doing. And so he's back in the news, and they are trying to push this censorship. You know, they're going after the misinformation, the disinformation, blah, 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 whether it be the vaccine, whether it be COVID, whether it be lockdowns, mask wearing, like all the stuff that we saw back in 2020. These people are going to try and push it again. And what do we got this year? We got election year here in the U.S. So I think that they're going to try and push the same garbage here in 2024 as they did in 2020 globally. I mean, there were so many things that they got away with, with COVID in 2020. I mean, it was literally the biggest transfer of wealth in the world, including the U.S. All the money just got funneled right up to the top again. That's what they did. And they screwed us out of an election. And 60 million plus people died worldwide because of the lockdowns. Look at the forced jabbing that they did on people. Look at how many people have died from the COVID jab. And we have only scratched the surface from it. But these people are going to stop at nothing to try and continue scheming and creating this plan for the new world order. We know that. That's why so many of these governments were in lockstep worldwide. That's why so many of these governors were in lockstep in the U.S. Look at what Justin Trudeau did to his people up in Canada. Hell, look at how many people are still in prison from the trucker strike. You can't make this stuff up. It's just like the Jan 6th. This shit is ridiculous. And the fact that we are going along with it is pathetic. It really is. 
why are there so many people that are still in the jails in for from Jan 6? Why are there so many of the trucker protesters in, from up in Canada in jail, not being prosecuted? Nothing. They're just sitting there, rotting. It's because they want to shut us up. They don't want us saying nothing about anything. People have got to wake up and realize that the new world order is really pushing stuff. Now, granted, do I think that the deep state is scared? Do I think that they're running to a certain extent? Yes. Yes, I do. Because look at what they're doing with Donald Trump and the fact that they are going at this guy at every single angle they can possibly hit him. They are trying. Is it working? No, it's not. More and more people are waking up to it. More and more people are realizing that it was a bioweapon released on the population. More and more people are realizing that they have more rights than what their governors or the government will tell them. More and more people are waking up to the fact that we are frauded in 2020, that we are frauded in 2022 with the elections. It's the same thing. If you don't think that there was an election fraud, then maybe you should watch 2,000 Mules. That's just a sample of a couple of cities in a couple of states. Imagine what it was like in the entire country. And you'd think that it's literally only going on in the U.S. and not in other countries. At least some of these other countries are standing up to the globalists. They're standing up to people like George Soros and what he does and the chaos that he creates. I don't know. I guess we'll see what ends up happening here. But it is very, very interesting. We know that they're going to have a change about her at some point. We know that Joe's not going to be on the ballot in 2024, I don't see how that's even humanly possible. He's feckless, weak. He's not cognitively there. Whether we're talking about the fake Joe Biden, the real Joe Biden, I don't know. The real Joe Biden could be dead, for all I know. Because we know that they've got all these actors. We know that whether whether he's a freaking actor or he's a clone, I don't know. All I know is that guy that we see all the time is not Joe Biden. It's not. It's not. It's not him. And you got the White House and the White House staffers. You got Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's an idiot. She's fumbling and bumbling. Like, look at what look at what happened over in the Middle East. She basically could not say servicemen and women. It was ridiculous. Absolutely 100% ridiculous. She is a total moron. Total moron. <laughs> and now on to the Clown Town clips. Well, bringing up Crane Jump here. Here's the clip. What an idiot. Yes, now, White House Press Secretary Corrine Jean Pierre. And let's, uh, let's start, Corrine, where Jonathan Lemire left off here. Um, is there anything new since uh, we spoke with Admiral Kirby in the last hour? Uh, in terms of the Biden administration's plans or response to what has happened. 
So uh, nothing new to, to uh, report back from what uh, Admiral John Kirby shared with all of you about an hour or so ago. What I will say, our deepest, uh, obviously our deepest condolences uh, go out and our heartfelt condolences go out to the families uh, who lost uh, three, three brave uh, three brave, uh, three brave of uh, three folks who are, who are military folks who are brave, who are always fighting, who are fighting on behalf and of uh, this administration of the American people. Obviously, more so, more importantly, uh, we lost those souls, as the president said yesterday when he was in South Carolina. Our hearts go out to their families, to their friends, and let's not forget there are wounded, also wounded uh, soldier military forces as well, and our hearts go out to them. And so, want to make sure that we uh, offer up uh, those deep, deep, thoughtful uh, condolences to them. But uh, look, the Admiral said this, and I'll just repeat, we will respond uh, at, our, at our choosing. Uh, we are always, the president is always for, at first, the first thing on his mind always is to make sure that we're protecting our troops. So that has not changed. I'm certainly not going to uh, lay out what that's going to look like, a timeline, uh, but the president is thinking about those soldiers and thinking about our troops, uh, obviously. Uh, yesterday was a very, very sad day, Amiko. Yeah, as we're following that, um, there's also domestic politics here at home, uh, which still seem pretty twisted up. Um, what is the hope that the border deal goes through, given the posture the House Speaker is taking? So, look, you heard from the president uh, this past weekend. He said that we're making real progress, real progress on dealing with an issue that 75 percent of Americans uh, believe in and want to see, which is fixing our what we're seeing with the immigration system, a broken system that has been broken for decades now. Even in the last administration, it was broken as well. And a border uh, that needs to be secured. The president has been very clear. Speaker Johnson, we've been hearing Speaker Johnson talking about uh, how the president does not have does have uh, legal authority. And that is not the truth. That is not the case. The president has said, give him the legal authority and he will use it. Uh, and let's not forget, uh, not too long ago, uh, Speaker Johnson had said presidents need new legal authority to deal with border security. He had said that. The Trump administration said the same. And he endorsed that fully. Speaker Johnson said, yes, that is the case. So if he believes that, then let's act. Let's do something. Let's move on something that the, the majority of Americans want us to see. Republicans and Democrats in the Senate have been working for two months with our administration trying to find a bipartisan agreement to deal with this issue, to deal with uh, the issue of the border and fixing our immig a broken immigration system. So that's what we're asking. We have continued, Mika, continued to put forth solutions and House Republicans have gotten in the way. Now, we agree with Speaker, with Speaker Johnson where he was a couple of months ago. Give a pr president new legal authorities and the president has set himself Oh, man, how pathetic is our press secretary? First off, she was fumbling and bumbling through the first couple of minutes of talking. And then, then when they go on to the border crisis, and it's like they're pretending like all of a sudden the border crisis just happened. And, oh, the Democrats are working so hard for a border wall. Where the hell were they when Donald Trump was president? They were non-existent. They did not care. And the thing is, is for the three years that this resident at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, creepy old Joe, he hasn't wanted to do anything. And it shows. And 
the amount of people coming up through the border has only increased. So when they're saying, oh, well, there was a border crisis, you know, for Donald Trump. Uh, first off, there wasn't anywhere near the amount of people that were coming up through the border. And honestly, if they would have gave him the $6 billion to fund building a damn wall, we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. We wouldn't be talking about the millions of people coming up through the border. This is pathetic. This dog and pony show is total bullshit and nobody is buying it. All of a sudden, Democrats think that there's a border crisis. What they are doing is they're sticking their finger up in the air and they're seeing which way the wind is blowing. Oh, maybe they're afraid that they're going to lose a bunch of House seats and Senate seats. Maybe they think that there's going to be an absolute damn landslide for Donald Trump. I don't know, but I know that this garbage, that this rhetoric, that this hypocrisy, it's not working. The American people are seeing that. The Biden administration has not cared one bit about the border crisis at all. And the Democrats didn't give a damn about the border crisis the entire time Trump was president. That's why the last part of Donald Trump's presidency, he reallocated funds from the DOD so that he could start building a wall. And what happened January 20th when Joseph Robinette Biden was elected, selected, put in place. Then what happened? Oh, no more border wall being built. What about all this money? What about all the structure that you have down at the border? Eh, who gives a shit? We don't care. We like the fentanyl coming up through the border. We like the human trafficking coming up through the border. We like all the smuggling coming up through the border. We like the murder and rape coming up through the border. It makes our country weak. That's the Biden administration for you. They want us weak. They want this country weak. They don't want it the strong country of the world. That light, that beacon of hope. They don't want that here. Because if we have that here, then the new world order can't continue, can't take over globally like they want. Their wet dream, these damn deep state, these globalists, these crooked and corrupt politicians that have sold us down the road. Yeah, that's what they want. They would rather be beholden to China. Because they're making lots of money off of China. They're making all this money off of all these proxy wars. Well, the military industrial complex just keeps churning away. Keeps taking money from the taxpayers. It's the same thing. These people are feckless and weak and need to be replaced. On to our next Clown Town clip. Sentencing for nine Somali-American men is set for next week in Minneapolis, but a newly elected official is asking for leniency. Minnesota Representative-elect Ilhan Omar wrote a letter to the judge asking for compassion instead of decades of prison time. Fox 9's Karen Scullin joins us now with what she had to say to defense attorneys and U.S. Attorney Andy Luger. Karen? 
Well, defense attorneys are asking for leniency, but so are several others who filed letters to the judge on behalf of the defendants. But U.S. prosecutors responded tonight with strong arguments why all of them should, in fact, receive the recommended sentence. Election night was just two days ago, but it seems Minnesota Representative-elect Ilhan Omar may have already made her first move as an elected official. In a letter signed November 8th, Omar asks a U.S. district judge for compassion when sentencing nine Minnesota Somali-American men convicted of trying to join the terrorist group ISIS. She says the best deterrent to fanaticism is a system of compassion. We must alter our attitude and approach if we truly want to affect change. We should refocus our efforts on inclusion and rehabilitation. Oh, good, good job re-electing this retard. <sighs> so ridiculous. This is what we've come to. Leniency on radical extremists. Anyways, like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm on Podbean, Spotify, Samsung, iHeart, Chromecast, and Amazon. Like, share, and subscribe to it. Leave comments down below. Hit the like button. It helps with the algorithm. And until next time, this has been another episode of the Wake Not Woke podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening.